Tile friends! Welcome back to another episode of the Tile Money Podcast. This is the podcast that is strengthening the tile industry. We're doing this with our business education designed for contractors by contractors. This education has been helping tile contractors around the world to build sustainable, profitable businesses. The result is a stronger industry from the installer up. So today we've got another great interview. We have Mike Devine, the owner, the owner of Modern Tile out of Ottawa, Canada. Now you might recognize that name, Modern Tile, from Facebook or Instagram, where Mike is consistently putting out positive quality content that showcases both his skills, tile, as well as he's he's consistently encouraging education, uh, both you know business to business owner, tile to tiler as well as uh, encouraging the youth to consider pursuing a career in either tile or a, or a blue-collar trade. And so I'm, I'm excited to speak to Mike today. We've been getting to know each other over the, the last couple of years, and we've got a several great topics to discuss. We're going to discuss addiction, how it's impacted his life, and how he's kind of taken something that could be negative like addiction and kind of put a spin on it in his own unique way. We're going to talk about price versus value. We're going to be talking about employees. Everybody's looking to locate employees. And then once you find them, how do you keep them? So we're going to be talking about uh, finding and keeping employees as well as kind of empowering them to uh, do what they're good at. You know, in other words, everybody has unique talents and Mike's found somebody with a unique talent and he's he's done something a little bit different and I always like different. I always like out of the box thinking, so I'm excited to uh, bring him on. But before we bring him on, I would like to just take a minute to thank our sponsors. These are the companies who are investing back in you, the, the contractor, the tile installer out there in the field. The NTCA, the National Tile Contractors Association, is a sponsor of ours. That's where you can make friends with some of the nation's most professional tile contractors. The NTCA can be your most valuable resource as a small business owner. Uh, you can find out more about them, tile-assn.com. You can uh, get a hold of Jim Olson. He's easy to contact on Facebook as well as LinkedIn, Jim Olson or tile-assn.com to find out more about the NTCA. Ladycree International is one of the oldest manufacturers of modern tile installation materials. In fact, they're credited with the invention of Thinset. How cool is that? They're privately owned, family owned company. Uh, they continue to lead the way today in innovation for tile contractors around the world. Uh, they have some of the most uh, advanced, you know, um, products and they have, uh, if you haven't used their Spectralock one grout, it's a single component grout that's getting better ratings than uh, epoxy grouts. So you can find that pretty much everywhere you purchase your Latacrete products, ask them for Spectralock one if you haven't checked it out yet. GoBoard is another sponsor of ours. GoBoard is a lightweight, waterproof tile backer board from John's Mansville. It's easy to cut with a utility knife. It's super lightweight. It's easy to handle and install. You can build a complete waterproof shower assembly with their uh, line of GoBoard products. And we know time is money, friends, and GoBoard is designed to save you time and earn you more money. So, Check out GoBoard. We're getting a lot of positive uh, five-star reviews for their product. They recently came out with a GoBoard Pro product that is a little slightly more advanced and with some unique features. And then HappyTileGuy.com, that's the best place to get your uh, done-with-you professional website built and managed, HappyTileGuy.com. And then all of my patrons, which uh, today Mike Devine is uh, is our guest, and he's one of my patrons for several months. I thank him. I thank all of you who are able to financially support this podcast. You know, if you're benefiting from this podcast and if you're consistently listening to it, I do encourage you to support our efforts by becoming a patron, and, and a little bit goes a long ways, and I appreciate that. That. All right. Well, let's bring Mike on to the stage. Hey, Mike. Hey, Luke. How are you? Doing well. How are you today? Good. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me today. Looking forward to it. My pleasure. My pleasure. I love your content. Your your work is, is very beautiful. And it, it really... Um, You've built a brand, and I know your your name, Modern Tile, but it's really kind of evolved into really, you know, being that company that is kind of on the cutting edge from all appearances. 
So congratulations. I'm trying to. There's, there's, thanks. Uh, I am trying to. There's a lot of good. There's a, there's, as we all know, there's many good installers out there with good companies and good brands. And you got to watch what they're doing. And, you know, you got you to gotta strive for, for people that are better and try and catch them. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> it, well, why don't you take a minute here and just introduce yourself, anything I left off, anything you want to tell us about your introduction to the industry and kind of what your business is, is doing today, what it looks like. So as Luke said, my name is Mike Devine. I'm from Ottawa, Canada. Um, I, I, do, I specialize in custom tile work. Um, I, I predominantly do go into people's homes take out their tile, foot in tile, or bathroom innovations, things like that. Um, so, you know, what, whatever the custom, customer wants, we kind of design that a little bit and we get them to exactly where they, they, they want to be. And a lot of the time, we're taking care of the process from, from A to B. So a, a lot of it is renovations. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, we, we sub out our trades and we have, we have, we have a great team around us. And we specialize in the tile aspect of that project. Nice, nice. So, yeah. h- how long have you been? How long has your business been? And then, how long have you been working with tile? So, you know, this can kind of go back to a backstory. When I was eighteen, I was actually in masonry for 10, 10 to twelve years. I got out of that, did, did my own thing, and then about eight years ago, I decided I wanted to get into tile. So eight years ago, I got into the industry, uh, found a job, and in the, within the last two years, I went out on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, when I worked for somebody else, I always had a side business. So on the weekends and evenings, you know, that's how I learned. I, I, I would work all day and then I'd go and do a backsplash in the evening or small powder room floor on the weekends. So I had a small business, let's call it, um, side business on top of the regular job I had in the industry. And from, from that, you know, I kind of had a bit of a, you know, I kind of had clients already. So two years ago, I went out on my own. And, you know, decided this is, this is what I'm, this is it. And, you know, trying to, trying to make a brand and trying to, trying to make an experience for clients is, is, is really, really what I want out of all this is I want to make an experience for clients, a modern tile experience. That's really good. I, I like that. I, I'm just writing it down because I want to quote it later. I want to yeah, create... And experience, that's what it's all about. You know, we we often, you know, think if we're selling tile, you know, that's what it's all about. But really, you know, high-level sales professionals will tell you it's it's more than the product. It's it's oftentimes the product is is, you know, almost you know, don't even focus on the product as much as you focus on the experience. So I think I, I, I know you're on the right path there. How's it been going in, in two years time? What's, you know, what challenges have you come up against? Well, as most new business owners probably know, the challenges is, is running the business is, um, playing the tile, getting the jobs, going to meetings, um, going to going to estimates um plan the projects so you know running the business is 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 more the struggle yeah. than 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 getting the business in, in, in for me i'm very lucky I, I you know i don't do a ton of advertising um a lot of it's word of mouth and 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 that just seems to be working for me right now i know that some people say you know you should really advertise and and i, and I will but you know, I'm just in a spot now where you know the phone is ringing. I'm booked very, very far ahead, and I'm not. You know, I'm, I'm not in the advertising yet, which I'm grateful for. And when the time comes, th- th- then I'll then I'll be there, right? Yeah. So I mean, running the business is going, not doing the work. Uh, running the business is, is, has been the struggle, and not a struggle, but you know, luckily I have an amazing wife who understands that I, I work that that. Is, that is what I like to do. I like to work. So, you know, if I have a meeting at 7.30, 
you know, uh, you got to go. But that takes time away from the family, as you know, too, right? And, and every other every other small business owner goes through this. I'm not obviously the only one, right? No, you're not the only one, which is, you know, um, kind of the, the nice thing about this podcast is we can hear each other's stories and see, okay, all of a sudden you feel like you, you know, you, you can connect with someone. You're not an island. You're not alone. Yeah. Whereas if you don't have social media, you don't have a friend to lean on, especially during these times of, you know, what we're going through right now in early 2021, where they, you know, you really don't associate in, in the pub or whatever that where, where, you know, you might've used to do that <laughs> back in the, yes, back in the normal exactly. times. But, um, so it's good to have these yeah. social media and the podcast. Cause we're like, Hey, this is, you know, this is true. Running the business is, is typically for trade artisan type people, contractors is typically much harder than actually doing the work, doing the installation that kind of, you know, after your, um, your, decade experience with masonry and then almost a decade with tile you know you've got a lot of time there working with your hands so that's going to be like second nature right it, it is and that's you know that's we're going to do another topic later but that's one reason why i i wanted to get into tiles because i i knew the concept of it right and because of masonry, so I knew that, you know, it wasn't going to be the hardest thing for me to learn. I understood the concept. Yes, you have to learn all the technical stuff. Of course you do. But at least I was able to pick it up because of my previous previous trade. Um, so, yeah, like I knew I wanted to do that. I knew that there, there was a point in my life where I'm like, I want to get into tile. And it happened. And here, here we are today. Like I... You know, I, I am one of those guys who thoroughly loves what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoy, I don't know if I like laying tile more than I like delivering an experience to my clients, but they go hand in hand. So that's, that's part of it, right? When you go into a client's house and they say, here's what we're looking for, and you can kind of design them a bathroom, help them with tile selections, put it all together, bring in your team, take a before picture, and three weeks later, take an after picture, and it's not even the same space. Yeah. And they're like, listen, we love this. That to me is, is the experience, right? And they're happy and they're going to call you for their next one. So as long as you deliver that experience and you take care of that client, no matter what it is, if it's a 1030 phone call, then you may, you answer that call. Yeah. And yes, some people like we shut off our phone. I don't, I don't shut off my phone. My client needs me at 1030 and they have a question about what we're doing tomorrow. I answer the phone. Mm-hmm. That's part of the experience, right? So that to me is, that makes me happy. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like you're really, you know, pretty much all in on the business, you know, delivering that experience. I mean, the commitment of, of being there at 1030 prior to the re- starting the, you know, this conversation, our, our, our conversation earlier, you talked about addiction and I want to get into that and kind of how, You've, you've taken kind of that addict, replace that addiction with work in, in some way, right? Yeah, so again, I'm not shy of where I've come from in life, and, and I worked hard to get to where I am, and I got a long way to go. And, you know, I, I, I open up about this so that other people can relate because um, they're not alone, because one day I wasn't alone and I felt alone, right? So, I dealt with some stuff as a younger, you know, I lost my father very young. Um, I left home at 14 um, on my own doing. I, I had a great family around me and good support, and I chose not to accept that. Mm. I went out on my own, um, you know, then you drop out of school. And then then, then, and then when I was 18, I got into masonry. Um, and, you know, throughout that whole time, I, I, I began experimenting with things I shouldn't have been doing, living a lifestyle I shouldn't have been living. So, you know, I did masonry for 10 years. Then, you know, I was a, I was, a, I, I taught hockey all across North America for another 10 years after that. Because um, I was a hockey player and I kind of veered off hockey to live a lifestyle I should have been living. And then one day somebody sat me down and told me that, you know, I, I was, so I'm 30, I'm 37 now. So I was 29 at the time. Mm. Somebody sat me down and told me that, you know, I dealt. I needed to to change my life, and 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 I was an addict, and, and I was an alcoholic, and then I had these issues, and 
I thought to myself that day, if that's how people are looking at me, I need to make a change. Yeah. So I took that as, I took that as encouragement, that, that conversation, I went home, I went to treatment and I changed my life. And, and, and I'm saying this because when I, that's when I got into tile. So now all of a sudden you're sober, you got a clear head and you can concentrate on your future. Cause I hadn't, I hadn't done that up to that point. Mm-hmm. And I knew that I liked masonry because it was brick by brick by brick. Yeah. Right. So as an addict, most people understand that addiction is instant gratification. So I found that within the tile industry because every tile I laid, once it was done, I could move on to the next one. And it was a new addiction. It fed into my addiction. Mm-hmm. And you do one tile, you make sure it's right. If you take it off four times, you take it off four times. If I'm losing money on this job, and I just might not be the best business strategy, but if I'm losing money on this job because I'm making it as perfect as I possibly can, that's how I, ha- that's how I run my business. I, that's how I do it. You know, I, I feel that in the long game, that's going to catch up because my phone will ring because people understand that this guy is after perfection. I'm never going to catch it, but I'm after it. Yeah. Right. So, 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 so addiction has played into that. Um, and then also, you know, one, you don't just not become an addict. That's just not how it works. So, you know, the, the business is my addiction. Mm. And again, I'm lucky. I'm lucky to have the wife I have who understands that and understands that, you know, when I come home from work, if I have work to do, that is, that is the addiction. And, and, and I do it, you know, I, you know, spend time with your family, your son goes to bed and then you're back on to work a little bit. And that kind of what is what feeds my life. But the, this industry has helped me tremendously um, with, with that, with that lifestyle that I used to live. Right. And, because I took it seriously, I now have things today that I never had. Right. I've never had these things. Right. I have a logo. I have a wife. And I have a son. You know, I have a roof over my head. I have a job to go to every day. And this is all because I chose not to live that lifestyle. Um, and listen, there's people struggling with this every day. Yeah. And I'll say this right now. Whenever people see this, they know my social medias. You just send me a, a message and, and we can chat like that. That is one thing that is very close to me to watch other people and to see other people um, reach out for help. Yeah. Now, when you do, your life changes. You know, we don't have to get too deep into that, but I, I, you know, I'm only a phone call away no matter what. And, you know, this industry has got me further than I was before. And yeah, every tile I put down is is after perfection. And if it's not, I lift it. Yeah. And if it costs me a bit of money, Luke, it costs me a bit of money, but my clients are happy and that experience is met. It all kind of, it's all like a big whip. Yeah. And since you brought your social media up, would you say you're most active on Instagram? Yeah. yeah. I, I'm terrible at Facebook. Terrible. I actually don't really know how to use it properly. I'm not good at it. And so for the listener, you can find uh, Mike at modern period tile on Instagram at modern period yeah. tile, go follow his work. I was, yeah. I was scoping your page yesterday in preparation for this um, interview. Mm-hmm. And I was watching one video you put up a, a little bit ago. Um, it was just installing one piece of tile and it, it fit in your hand. It, it was a, it was a U cut um, around a dam, I, I believe something like that. And yeah, around, around a curb. And I think it was like a clay tile, a CLE, like a handmade tile, right? Mm-hmm. And you were taking your time, and I think the comments and, and everybody could relate to what you were doing because it was so precise, you know, from the cut to the way you were handling it to the way you were, you know, ba- you know, kind of babying it on the wall, like, you know, setting it <laughs> yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, well, and that's, and that's it. Like, that is – that's what drives me, right? Yeah. That that's enjoyable to me to be able to make the cut. It didn't break. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, put cement on it and install it, right? Yeah. Like that, and that's what it is. I, I thoroughly enjoy that. And anybody who is watching that, whether they be a homeowner um, or even another contractor, they could they could tell like you were really take you, you were doing this with 
a hundred percent of your mind and body you weren't you know because you could just slap i mean you could have done it in a third of the time that you did it in mm-hmm. you could have just blobbed some thin set on there squished it in there uh you know threw a bunch of water in the in the grout joint to clean out the thin set but no the way you did it was precise it, it was you you cared about the final product and the reason I'm bringing it up is because you, when you were talking about your addiction and how this kind of replaced your addiction, you know, that's what I thought of. And you were talking about how you don't care if you lose a little bit of profit as long as every, you know, it's going to pay off in the long run doing it right. And that's it. And that's the, and then, you know, that brings us, we can jump right into price versus value right off. That's sure. a perfect segue. Sure. Right? Yeah. What that's- is, what is the, what is the value of, of somebody taking that time mm-hmm. um, to, to do that? You're right. I could have probably done it three minutes less, which then gets me on to put in four more, four more of those four by four tiles. But in my opinion, that cut is important to me. So that's the value of the experience that I'm trying to sell. And it doesn't mean I'm selling it to everybody. And, and, and that's, the, that's the game. Right. Not everybody buys into that to, you know, I don't get every project that I, that I bid on. Right. I just don't, but I get the projects and that goes back to the word of mouth. I get the projects from people who have said, Hey, you did so-and-so's this, so-and-so's this, Hey, they gave me your number. We want you. So I have, I'm lucky in the sense where I have a lot of that because they understand the value of this of what we're bringing, whether it's going to their house, we protect their floors, we, you know, dust control, um, everything possible we can do so that they can get on with their life while we're in their home. Because sometimes we're in people's home for a month. We show up every day, and I don't know how many times I walk in and there's a new client, and by second week two, I'm like, hey, mom, hey, dad. You know, like, I see them every day. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's the preciseness that I want to bring mm. to my business, right? And that's that's the value that people don't see. People do not see what you just said. Nobody sees that. Like, I shouldn't say nobody, but, you know, they don't see that when you're going to uh, your, your preliminary meeting with them and you're trying to sell yourself. They don't understand that. Yeah, you take one contractor, put him on the couch, and then a couple hours later they're interviewing a second contractor, put him on the couch. And you're right, they're not going to know, you know, just like if I went to buy, you know, um, something I've never bought before or I I rarely purchase that item, I mean, you do have to trust the salesperson's knowledge. So how how are you, what little ways have you found to, convey that passion and that, you know, almost addiction to perfection, which translates mm-hmm. to value, right? How are you conveying that? I mean, you have a ton of five-star reviews, you know, tell me about the process. Mm-hmm. How are you finding your clients? So if, if I, if I'm getting a client who was not sent directly to me, who says, you know, I saw you on Instagram, or I visited your website, um, can you come, you know, have a discussion with us? Here's the project we need. And when I'm with those clients, I simply just try to explain what they are going to get. Like there's not a number discussed yet. You know, I leave that meeting and say, I'll put something together for you. But when I leave, when I go into that meeting, I kind of have the, the attitude of I already have this job and I very well may not, mm-hmm. but I'm going to tell them why I think I should already have it. Mm-hmm. But also here's what you're going to get with this experience. So, you know, you kind of, some of these, again, these are bathroom, a lot, a lot of these are bathroom rentals and, and, and things like that. So you have to explain some of these clients, they don't know what, what the steps are. So they just think we're just going to end up with a new bathroom here, but they need to understand how that is going to come about. Right. So the process, so I just try to explain what it is we provide what it is I'm going to take care of, which is predominantly everything, you know, I'll take care of everything and you just wait and see the final product. And throughout that, we will discuss what you want. So, so, you know, a lot of people today, they want benches in their, in their showers and that's fine. So when I'm building that shower, 
I bring the clients in at that stage. I sit them against the wall and I say, okay, where is a comfortable height for you guys? You tell me where you want it. Cause you could have clients that are six, two, and you could have clients that are five, two. Yeah. So where, where, right. So, so my whole experience is making it as custom as I can for those clients. And, and I just try to explain that. And then whether or not I get that project, cause they don't like the, the number and they don't see the value in what they're about to get because maybe somebody can come to it for half the price. They may not ask them those types of questions of how custom do you want this? Where do you want your niche? What do you want in your niche? What kind of shampoo bottles? Go get me one of your shampoo bottles and bring it in here. So we can have that height. We can, we can make this as custom as we possibly can to your lifestyle. Yeah. Do your kids come in? Do they shower? Do they need a small niche over here? Whatever. Then I go home, I put something together for them. And if I get it, I get it. And if I don't, then they may not understand the experience. Then that's okay. Like I, I don't take those to heart because not everybody understands that. Not everybody understands what they get. They just want a bathroom. They may not care if it's that custom. And if it's not, then I'm not the right contractor for you. And that's okay. So on your initial meeting, you're telling them some of these things. Is that what I'm hearing? Like you're telling them, hey, look, yeah, yeah. custom means custom. And we, we take our, you know, we get to know you and your wants. And if you want some, you know, if you want, if you say you want a niche, I'm not just going to stick a niche in there. We're, we're going to bring you in the shower and, sure. and identify exactly where it goes and how large and deep and, and wide it is. Right. And, and what, like, so that is one thing that, that, that some people very much see the value in. I'm not making this bathroom to make a bathroom. I'm literally making this bathroom for you. Yeah. So how do you want it? Right? I'm not just taking out your shower and putting in another shower where you just use a shower you have. You want a new shower. So how can we make that shower the best possible experience for you? That's what's important to me is that every time they walk in that shower, they're like, yeah, this was a good experience. This was, this was, this is what I wanted. I'm happy. I, I'm happy. I did this. Now that you're saying that I'm thinking back to some of my clients, some of my favorite clients, my best clients, and it, it's true. They wanted it cost completely custom and they did like good, like good product. Like the bet they kind of ordered some of the best products but it wasn't because it was the best. They didn't say like, oh, I just want to spend a lot of money. Some people will say that like, oh, I just want to, I want the best. Mm-hmm. I don't care the cost. And just telling them that they bought the best, mm-hmm. that's what they value. But my favorite customers, they actually wanted to be there. And like you're saying, picking out the niche. I mean, I remember my one client, he wanted a grab bar in his shower and we also had a bench, but he didn't want it to be exposed. So together we spent time and came up with a putting a grab bar inside a niche inside the pony wall. That's what that way. Cause he was getting older that way. When he was sitting on his bench, he yeah. could, t- he could grab that bar and nobody would ever know there was a grab bar in that shower unless you were sitting on that bench. And we made a grab bar inside the niche mm-hmm. because he didn't want it. He didn't want an ugly grab bar in his shower. And, and it went on and on like that. It really added a lot of time yeah. to the job, but it added, it also added a lot of value to the client. Well, exactly. It adds time to the job. So once you give them this number, you know, you go into the project and it adds, it adds time to the job. And, you know, you might discuss that for two hours. You're not getting paid for those two hours. Right. Right. But will that project, will that project then be passed on to somebody else who is going to say, I saw what you did in uh, so-and-so's house. Just come do my house. Mm -hmm. So that two hours that you wasted, is now paying itself off. So it's not wasted in any means, right? So I kind of I kind of always see that um, when when I'm doing these projects. I'm always thinking to myself, this is going to just add value to my experience. Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. And but absolutely the end goal would be to start getting paid for those two hours that, you know, sometimes we don't get paid for those two hours, 
Yeah. So now how do you start working that price into every single job to make sure like, hey, I do have these two hours kind of almost built into the price from the beginning. Have you found a good way to do that? Just And uh, so, so that's a very good point. And I guess I can now foresee after I've done a lot of these, I can foresee where my conversations are going to go with these clients. And so they are built into the price Mm -hmm. because that is why. And I think that that might be why people say, well, you know, it's pretty expensive. I didn't think I was going to spend that much money on this bathroom or whatever. And that's when I explain. So, so this bathroom is going to be custom for you. If you just want a generic bathroom, we can, we can, we can change this price. Yeah. It can be generic, Yeah, but I'm just coming in. I'm taking off your towel. I'm putting up, you know what I mean? It can be a generic bathroom. Yeah. So I, yes, it, it is built into my price because I understand that talking to Mr. And Mrs. Smith, you lose five hours, 10 hours on a whole job. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yes. Of course I have to be there for those as I'm the one talking. So that is built into that is becoming built into my price right i know what's going to happen i I do it every time so every time when they say i want a bench the first thing i think about is okay so now we're going to sit and discuss how high this bench is going you want a niche i want two niches okay so where do you want these niches we're going to discuss right because everybody you read you i mean we all read the same facebook group we all know Building a custom niche, and I only build custom niches. I do not use prefabricated niches. I only build custom niches. Doing that takes time. Yeah, it takes two hours essentially, maybe just to, just to build a custom niche in, in order to, to to make it the way you want it to fit the proper tile, full on the top, full on the bottom, full on the sides, same cuts on the side, whatever, right? Yeah. So yes, I'm trying to. I, I do work that in, and that is the that. As the experience. So back to the experience, modern tile wants to be able to give you the most custom experience in your tile or renovation that you possibly can imagine. Mm-hmm. And, I, and that's important to me. And that gets me to know my clients more. So I very rarely go into clients' houses and not have a coffee with them, not sit and talk in the morning for 15 minutes, not, you know, I it's almost like we become family because I'm there for, th- for three weeks. And, and that's important to me because I know my clients. I don't want to come into a job, say, Hey, how are you? Thanks for the business and leave. Yeah. Doesn't. Yes. Obviously you have jobs like that, but that's not what I'm after. Yeah. And sometimes that some and sometimes that hurts me, Luke, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes, sometimes I'm that, that hurts me. Sometimes I may get asked to do a job that I, I should be doing, but I have potential to do another job that I want more. And I might lose that other job because of it. Well, I guess that's part of doing business. It is part of doing business. And it's also part of being an owner operator. You're, you're an owner installer. And, and we talked, we can talk about how that also adds value because there's essentially with the tile business, it's so unique. It's not plumbing. It's, you know, it's, it's difficult to scale a tile business. It's, it's doable. And I, I have interviews with multiple people who have scaled some of the largest tile businesses in the U.S. at least that I know of. But with that artisan package, especially when you're talking about remodeling one bathroom at a time, oftentimes the value that a lot of these folks are looking for, especially the ones who are willing to take three weeks to – you know, flip a bathroom or remodel a bathroom, you know, are the type of people who actually value the fact that the owner of the business, Mike Devine, yeah. is going to be there every day drinking coffee with them, getting to know them, and doing it exactly the way they want. And there's so much value in that alone um, that I, I really want to encourage everybody who's out there as an owner-operator to know that you have every right in the world to be charging as much or more than the largest tile contractors in your community because they have a lot of overhead, but they also have something you don't. The owner, he could get sick, he could die, and the business could live on without him. So you ha- you have to make sure that you 
you know your time and is limited and these clients out there who want the the owner installer they will pay you top top dollar um for your talent and the value that you're offering them so you recently hired someone um but you it's interesting because most owner installers will hire someone and they'll really look to them as a labor and they'll want to spend, you know, probably five years training this labor to be an apprentice, to be an installer. You're looking at it slightly different. Tell me about the experience and how, how you got here. Yeah. So I tried to get guys and girls to come work with me. Anybody. Um, you know, I had my wife. I had anybody, anybody. I'll take anybody at yeah. this point. Right? Yeah. Like anybody else. I had my wife work with me for, for a few months. She wanted to try it and she did well at it. And, she, she eventually came to me and said, you know, this isn't for me. Okay, but she tried. You know, I had my nephew work for me. He was great. I just haven't had anybody um, permanent. Sure. So this opportunity, and, and I'm just going to go a little bit deeper into this quickly about how how this pandemic has played into my business. Mm-hmm. Um, so this pandemic hits, you know, one of my buddies was in the hotel industry for 12 years almost. Um, many of which was he was in the sales department of that hotel industry, um, you know, sales position. So this pandemic hits, he obviously gets laid off, so and so, so and so. And I get wind of this. And I know right now that I'm now working alone. I'm showing up alone. I'm mixing alone. I'm doing estimates alone. I'm going to meetings alone. I'm doing everything alone. And that's okay. As we've talked about before, many people do this. So I approached him and I said, you know, give me a call. So he ended up giving me a call and I offered him what I could offer him. Um, Now, I go way back with this guy. I've eaten dinner with his family. He was my roommate back in the day. I know him very well. So this isn't just a guy who who said, yeah, I would like a job. So I kind of know where his head's at. I trust him uh, and I know him well. So that obviously played into this as well. So I gave, I offer, I gave him an offer and I said, you know, he, he, here's an offer if you, if you want to take it. I would love nothing to have, but to have you. So he said eventually, gave me a call back and said, yeah, I'm interested. So as he came to work, I thought to myself, I have something different here. Or at least I can approach this differently. I have a guy who doesn't know, has no, he has no construction experience. He's green, he's green, he'll be the first guy to tell you he's green as green gets. Yeah. But he, one, he wants to learn, but two, he's got something that I can't do right now. He's got sales experience, and he's got knowledge in scheduling and everything that I don't have time to do. So, again, step back a few, uh, a paragraph or two from where we, where we are now. People want Mike Devine there. People want, when they call Modern Tile, they expect Mike Devine to show up and Mike Devine to do the work. That's fine. I want to do that. I don't, I, I'm, again, I'm struggling with the rest of it in finding time to get it all done. So I now have something that I thought was beneficial to me. I have somebody who knows how to do all this. So not to say that he's not going to learn the trade, but he already has things. He just needs to learn the trade so he knows what he is selling. Mm-hmm what he's doing. So I offered him, uh, you know, we spoke and we decided he was going to be operations manager of modern tile. So what does that entail? That entails emails are coming in from the website. He's answering them. Meetings are getting scheduled. He's going to them. Yes. I go to some meetings with him too, because he's got to learn that he's got to learn. Right. So it's not like I'm just sending him off to meetings all on his own, but yeah. He, he has taken a few on his own. He's gotten us a few projects already. He's, he's a presentable guy. Yeah. He can set him into people's houses. I'm not worried about him. He's polite. So I approached that scenario different and said, listen, if Mike Devine has to be on his knees, then let's get him to do some of the other stuff to take a bit of a burden off me. So there's times where he'll call me in the morning and say, Mikey, I need, uh, you know, I need two hours on the computer. I'm going to get you going and I'm going to go two hours on the computer and get some stuff done. Sure. I look over and there he is sitting on the ground on a laptop doing operation stuff, which, which is great because I don't have to go home. And, and, and not, it's not only great because I, so it's not only great because I don't have to go home. It's also great because he 
is is really contributing to what we're doing to the end goal. Yeah. Right. So it's not just about me. Somebody's contributing to the end goal of this business who is excited about it, who who actually takes pride in that. Yeah. So once I realized what I had, I said, how can I use this to further this business and make it easier for all of us? So, yes, he's learning and some days he'll show up and he, he'll just me and him on the job. And he's learning the trade from ground zero. He wants to learn and wants to learn the way that I'm going to teach him. You know, I, I learned the two trades I learned. I learned in a rough way, but a good way. Like I had great teachers. I respect my teachers more than anything. I was so lucky to have these these two individuals teach me two different trades. And so I don't mind passing that off. I would love nothing better than to teach people. Uh-huh. Nothing better. That, 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 that is something that, that interests me. Um, so, yeah, so I took that opportunity, got an operations position for him. Now he's doing that, and now, now together we're working in sync to the to that to that goal, right? So maybe while Mike's laying some tile, Danny can be talking to the client about where they want their niche, and so now the now now we're flowing a bit better. Yeah. So now there's not just no tile going down while we talk about the niche. Now tile can still be going up, so we're getting more done. So eventually, this obviously pays off, right? And, you know, you got to take people know this and I I haven't had the best luck with employees. Yeah. But when you find people who, who want a career, like you say, you have to treat them. You have to give them reasons to stay. So like I see people who are going to come work for me. I see them as the future of my business, not me. My business is already me. The future of my business is who is going to help me get there. Mm. Because as of right now, we can just keep going the way we are, right? Yeah. So when I can find these people, whether they're male or female, whoever they are, when I can find them and and they they are good, already good, or they want to learn, that's beneficial to me. That's the future of this business. Not me. I'm not the future of this business. I'm this business now. Yeah. Right? So I approach that scenario different, and maybe one day I can find somebody who I can trust to go in and install tile in a custom house and sit and have the coffee with the clients. That's the problem. Right? I Yeah. Yeah, I love it, Mike. I mean, you – first of all, it was slightly out-of-the-box thinking – you know, because typically we're all going to think, I need a labor to mix my thin set, bring it in, stand there until I have a cut for them, take it out to the saw, cut it, bring it back. That is the way contractors have done their apprenticeship. That was, that was the original idea. And it worked. That took three days for me to find out what am I doing. And so it took flexibility on your part. Oh, hey, maybe this isn't, maybe my, maybe tradition here isn't going to work in this scenario. So you were out of the box thinking when after three days you had that thought and you were flexible enough to entertain those thoughts and then put it into place. It took communication on your part, it respecting the apprentice, the, the new employee enough to say, what do you want? What do you think you would be good at? You know, where, and then also honesty, looking at your business saying, well, where are the holes in my business? What am I not good at? And then the last thing you said was you were really keeping the end in mind, you know, keep the end of the business goal in mind by saying, this is, this is actually going to advance us so much more so than, you know, you really even thought at the, when you first hired this individual, your friend. So uh, I want to congratulate you. I think this is genius. I think that in 2021, we're, we're, we are having a huge problem finding, locating, and hiring apprentices and the communication with the youth, even though you know your new hire isn't necessarily that young, but the communication with the youth and, and what they want, and it boils down to finding out what that person wants and most people want a career. They want to be able to advance and know that they can advance their career and be part of something. He's, he's now, yeah, go ahead. 
No, no. So I didn't mean to cut you off, but you just said it. So advancement, right? So, you you know, and we talk about young kids getting into trades. I got into trades when I was 18. Um, I fell into masonry and, you know, I, I, I just looked up to who it was who taught me. And I said, I want to be like him. Mm-hmm. And so I, that's what I wanted to be like. I wanted to be like him. So I learned the trade that he was in. And when I got into tile, the same thing. I want to be like him. I want to learn that trade. And so, you know, you have to, you have to give people who work for you, if they're going to work for you and you see a future, you have to give them a reason to think advancement within your business, mm-hmm. right? Or listen, what, 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 then, then at some point when they're, when they're worth more than what you're giving them, they're going to, they're going to look elsewhere, but if you can talk to them about the future and where where we are going, and me and me and Danny have this discussion every day, we're on the same page about this business as to where we're going, mm-hmm. right? And you know, there, there there's I have a very big influence in my life, one very 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 large influence in my life, and and discussion is constantly. Let's not put the roof before the foundation. This is a big expression in our day-to-day discussions. Yeah. Because when I started all this, because I had a bit of a platform, I was able, I was offered the roof. Mm. But I can't get to the roof. I was already offered it, so I just wanted to do it. So we'll just use this as terminology, right? Like, we, I'm just trying to build a very, and so whenever whenever I heard this, let's put the foundation before the roof, we're able to foundation, we're able to foundation. Then, you know, with me, you got to repeat things a few times for me to really click in. But then I, then I, then I got them. And so I think that this is a move towards the foundation of making this foundation as strong as possible. Yeah. So that eventually we're going to be able to put a roof on this. Yeah. Right. And, and, and that's kind of my everyday thinking is just trying to build that foundation. And it took me, it took me, took me eight months to really, for that to click in and realize, no, no, you really need this. Maybe you're offered all the work in the world. You can't do it because you're not, you're not going to grow. You're going to be chasing, 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 chasing. Right. So it did take me a while to understand that. And then when I understood it, that's, that's where my mind became. Let's build a foundation here. And whoever wants to be a part of that foundation to help build this. Great. Yeah. We all have the same goal. This is a great idea. Yeah. I, I love it, man. I've I've never heard that saying put quite like that, but it's it's perfect. I, I I love it. A lot of people can benefit, myself included, in listening to this advice here. Get your foundation solid before you put your walls up, and then eventually you put the roof up. And like you said, Mike, sometimes we're offered the roof. You know, sometimes in life, and I've done that before. I've taken the roof when I didn't even have the foundation and you're trying to run with it and you're trying to build something and you fail and you fail. And unfortunately, some of us will end up always taking that roof because it's so dang attractive, but we we forget, we forget, we got to build that foundation. We got to put our time in, we got to, you know, one Brick at a time, one tile at a time is how you build the foundation. And and that's and listen, I I mean, I, I that saying was said to me. I didn't obviously come up with that. Sure. But now I, that's how I, that's my daily thinking, right? So I was offered the roof right away, and I tried to take it like you. Then I was scrambling, yeah. scrambling. Yeah. And I thought, like, this is. This is not how I want my business to run. And I mean, I was a new business owner. I didn't know if it, and it goes right into tile money. It goes right into these groups. You follow, you, you learn from other people who are, let's say you interview who come on these lines or these groups and, and, and say their piece. You learn from that and you're like, okay, you take a little bit of this, you take a little bit of that, you take a little bit of this and kind of everybody's business runs differently. Yours runs differently. Mine runs, we all run differently. Yeah. We all have a common goal. We want to stay busy and we want to stay busy for a long time. Yeah. So how do you do that? How do you stay busy for a long time if you don't build now? And I'm just, again, listen, I'm a new business owner. Yeah. Um, and I'm learning all this as we go. And that is, that's the excitement of all this to me is it is exciting. 
it's it's fun to learn mm-hmm. and who knows who knows where this can go but if it, as long as i have a foundation i'm not going to lose that that i that i've come to grips with amen i agree um it's it's great advice and and we're you know we're again in early 2021 recording this and the economy is just going gangbusters. Um, I, I imagine I, it sounds like up in Canada and it's and down here in the U.S. It is. It is. And people are getting handed opportunities. I speak to, I mean, it is my job now to speak to tile contractors every day. I speak yeah. to a lot of tile contractors who have, a lot of them are getting big opportunities. Some of them, you know, they, they just finished their apprenticeship or maybe they skipped their apprenticeship. And they're still getting these big opportunities with big dollar signs. So I, if anybody's listening, heed this advice, you know. I mean, chase your dreams, but but know that you, you can't put the roof before the foundation. I Man, I, I just can't get over it. It's, it's a brilliant way to end this podcast. Mike, I, I know your time is valuable and you have a meeting here shortly, so I want to be respectful of that. I want to thank you so much for coming on today. And, and sharing what you've learned and sharing what you're doing. I know a lot of people are going to get a lot of value for, from this episode. So thank you again, Mike. Any last words? That's awesome, Luke. And if I can say one more thing to, to, to people who see this, you know, don't forget what Luke does for this industry. Forget about what we all do. Luke does a big thing for this industry. And if you guys aren't patrons of Luke's and Tile Money, you really should be because we need to keep him going to get more guests on like us so that we can continue this full conversation. So thank you so much for having me, Luke. And I know that we're going to be in touch via Instagram and phone, and we'll do this again. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it and, and looking forward to watching you grow, Mike. Okay, Take care. All right, Tile Friends. Well, I really enjoyed that interview with Mike so much, uh, so much value there. I'm going to be thinking on this interview for a long time, and I know you will too. So I want to thank you for being a listener. And um For goodness sakes, Tile Friends, stay positive and stay profitable. We'll talk to you next week. Have a good weekend.